Hey, I'm Jake Brennan, and I want to tell you about Disgraceland, the award-winning music and true crime podcast that I host. Disgraceland tells the stories of musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. Fleetwood Mac, Nipsey Hussle, Cardi B, Ozzy Osbourne, Taylor Swift, Tupac, The Beatles, Amy Winehouse, Jay-Z, The Grateful Dead, and so many more. This is not the music history you've heard before. This is an uncensored, immersive look at the lives of musical icons as seen through the crimes they've committed or that have been perpetrated against them. Did Jerry Lee Lewis murder his fifth wife? What really happened to Sam Cooke in that seedy motel at 3 a.m.? And how did the Rolling Stones wind up sleeping with the First Lady? Wait, what? New episodes of Disgraceland drop every Tuesday with bonus episodes released on Mondays and Thursdays. So get in, buckle up, and join me in Disgraceland. Available right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Rock and roll. You know, I'd listen to something, be like, you know, hit me with your rhythm stick. And I think, well... I know that song. I like it. I don't. I never want to listen to it. I never go. Oh, I fancy putting that on. But when you try and play what they're doing, it's like don't decide you haven't like you don't like something until you try and play it. And then you think, well, you know, I, I'm going to try it. Fuck, it's really hard. Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we drew the map. You, when every every image I see of you, uh, Simone, and there are lots out there, and you always look fantastic. <laughs> and I oh, really don't. I, only... I know you play amazingly, um, but you're always bless you. You do put out a lot of energy, but a lot of uh, joy. That's the word I was Aww. looking for. The, the joy that you have, it seems, in your playing. Mm. Are you, is it something? I love it. You love it. I know. Yeah, I I just. Like you, you love it, right? I, there's a picture of me with the slits from, you know, when I started, when I first joined the slits. And it's yeah. this ridiculous grinning face popping up out <laughs> of a tom-tom. So it, it looks like I've just appeared. <laughs> and you don't often see pictures of the drummer anyway, usually just flailing behind no. the kit. And there's me yeah. beaming away, Irish screaming. Tessa's like really like concentrating mm. and Viv's, being Viv on guitar, she's just like kind of, you know. Oh, what an iconic looking band, though, the Slits. I <sighs> mean, oh, wow. I played, I, you know, female bass players I played with. Tessa was the first, I think. Holly Johnson was probably the first one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> honorary yes. female bass player. Yes, um, honorary female bass player. Uh, I played with. You haven't played with me yet. We no, have I haven't. Have to do uh, we must. That we must. would be a dream, wouldn't it? Like, but two drummers and the bass player. I know it was kind of a, one of the kind of thoughts that has, has been going through my little mind a little bit because I was thinking about, you know, bass players I've worked with. Severin was mm. a very uh, unorthodox bass player. Yeah. He never, he always used different tunings. So when you looked at where his fingers were, it didn't make any sense to, if you, to a mm. regular. So it's always trouble with me because we change guitarists a lot. And so mm. I just look over at the bass and think, well, hang on. This chord I'm playing, does it 
that's that's not right. What's going on? Oh God! As a mind fuck, it really was. That's, that that is a, quite a mind fuck when you're on stage. Yeah. But it also affected the way I played because he played a lot of high end like melody stuff, like mm. a bit mm. hooks. Peter Hook also did that. Um, but uh, so I kind of filled in those eighth notes on the floor, Tom. Yeah, the, the low end that was kind of not always there. So it yeah, like we'd, we'd pass but, it backwards and forwards. How great is that? That because uh, you don't think you think your style. I, I struggled with this for quite a few years as a bass player. You know, finding my style, what my sound is. But then I just thought, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going. I'm not like. A, I mean, in some ways, I am a session player, but I'm not the session player that can go in and go. Oh yeah, you want you want it to sound like this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you want it to sound like this? Yeah. I can do that if I want, but I don't want to lose my individuality as well. So you kind of have to not give a shit for a while and just let yeah. it all kind of flow. Do you have like a, a mentor? Is there was there somebody you went? Oh, okay, I can see I myself. I think maybe in my earlier years I did. I mean, I loved Simon Gallup from The Cure. Um, and But I also had a deep, deep, deep love of Motown and, and mm. stuff like the meters, like George Porter Jr., um, because it was so funky. It was so in the pocket. And it was right. kind of easy, you know, to play. Um, and so him... Um, you know, people like, I suppose everyone talks about James Jameson, but it's very difficult to play like him because he was, he, he sort of played like poetry. You know, you listen to what's going on. It's just, oh, yeah. da, 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 da. it all kind of flows, you know, and then, but stylistically, um, there was a time when I was really into uh, Francis Rocco Prestia, the way he would use like staccato. Like, I'm not really into Tower of Power. It's not really my thing, but the musician the musicianship of it is just fucking incredible so there's little things i would borrow from him and then like norman rockway you know I, i'd listen to something be like you know hit me with your rhythm stick and i think well i know that song i like it i don't i never want to listen to it i never go oh i fancy putting that on but when you try and play what they're doing it's like don't decide you haven't like you don't like something until you try and play yes, it and then you think yeah. well you know, I, I'm going to try that. Fuck, it's really hard. Oh, my God, he was a brilliant bass player. Oh, my God. Fuck. You know, and then uh, my thing is, like, work, listen to loads of stuff you like and then work out the bass line and then appreciate how actually perfect they are for that band. And and if you like that, you can incorporate little bits of it. Do we all have a, do we all have a signature then, do you think? Uh, you know, something that we do with almost without thinking and other people go, how do you do that? Yeah, I think so. Some more than others. I think if you you have a little bit of a flair, when you let yourself go, little isms come out. I'm sure you both have little, you know, things. You do drumming. I know the things. The things I've listened to, like from you know when I first started, like yeah. Captain Beefheart. Oh um, God! Wow. Dr uh, what's his name? Ed, Ed Marimba. Ed Marimba. It's, it's, that's not his real name. But there was a thing on. Clear spot, and it was just, and I thought, how does he do yeah, that? Right? Every time we get behind the kit, I have a little go at it, you know, in many different ways. Yeah. I also heard if you could sing it, you can play it. And if you can't sing it, you can't play it. Yeah, you told you told you told me that, and I think that's very true. Yeah, it's true because if you can hear it, 
after a certain amount of time, you can play it because you hear the notes until they're the same as what you hear in your head. They're kind of a bit like um, when we, we we had Talvin Singh playing with us, uh, Tabla. Oh, brilliant. And Talvin oh, fantastic. did a whole thing on a, hit, a song we had, um, Kiss Them For Me. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, the middle eight break is Talvin singing the Tabla part as he would, as the Tabla player would to the dancer. Yeah. Which is wonderful. He's a joy, isn't he? Like, he just is music. Some people just radiate music. Well, that's what I think about. That's what I think about Budgie. To me, Budgie is drums. Oh, you yeah, are drums, absolutely. Budgie. Oh, absolutely. You are. Yeah. My little boy thinks the same thing. I think he just keeps going, keep it quiet because I'm always banging on. when you're a drummer do you just seem to find yourself tapping out rhythms on all kinds of things like the you know the tube train poles and the whatever you're looking for sounds yeah i love make i love hearing staircases and bridges and the hollow tubular things i'm all i love salad bowls it's like percussion isn't it totally i used to go down to uh chinatown in soho we were working in broadwick street or somewhere uh the the album was coming to a close and it would be like percussion day and i used to start to send out for the percussion box from the hire company but i took to going down chinatown and going around the catering shops rayman no it wasn't rayman i i i I was looking for chocolate sundae glasses, you know, the, the yeah. al- aluminium mixing bowls. Oh, that's oh, okay. brilliant. It doesn't yeah. surprise me at all, but I just, I love that you did that. Because, yeah, it's just a whole plethora of frequencies and vibrations, isn't it? You get a lot of, you get a lot of odd looks when you're going around the catering department of a big <laughs> store. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you're, you're not checking out, <laughs> oh, this is a good size. You just got, you're tapping everything. <laughs> So picking it up and hugging it, you know, and think, can I get this under my arm and play it with and get the, the ring finger doing that thing underneath where it's dampening it, you know, like a bit suddenly, like suddenly, suddenly you you're think, escorted out of the shop. Yeah, no suddenly you think, I, I'm a crazy person. I'm I'm crazy. There's a musician. You don't have to be crazy. No, mm. it helps. <laughs> I used to go to Rayman's because I I bought the biggest the biggest loudest Chinese symbol I ever had in my life at Rayman's. <gasps> And I used it on on pornography, but every time I hit it, I'd have to turn my head because it was it was literally going to annihilate my ears. You know, man, that's another so. thing I was going to ask you. Right, so I mean, yeah. you were doing these gigs, you both were doing all these shows where when there weren't in ear monitors, no. it was just you know monitors. No. Like, um, yeah. how did you fucking hear what you were doing? Did you could you hear what any you were doing? Especially being drummers, that to me is the yeah. most deafening. What did you say, Lo? It gets Hello. what did you say? I can't hear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is there somebody? I can't hear it. No, hang Sign on. Sign language. Well, I'm lip reading. I was lip reading until your your picture went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing that st- still upsets me is I could walk across the front of the stage, right, with the cure, like in sound check, and listen to like Pearl. You know, Pearl Thompson. He'd be playing. Yeah. He'd be the loudest person you've ever heard. I mean, he played. He played at one point. He played with Jimmy Page, and Jimmy Page used mm. to tell him, "You're too loud." You know. <laughs> And stuff. So Pearl, completely loud, but still got still got perfect hearing. Can hear a pin drop, you know. Amazing. And and me and me, Crazy. you know, the top end's gone because drums are like explosions to your hearing, you know. Oh yeah. man. 
I live, I live with tinnitus. I live with this ring. Do you? In the, yeah, I just tune it out somehow. It just, but it's there a lot louder when you get tired. It's there. And I wonder what. Stressed, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, when there's a lot of conversation going on, I haven't got the patience to filter anything anymore. Just like, ah. Just walk away. Switch off, you know. That's, that's what, that's why all people, we, we just ignore everybody. <laughs> uh, I, um, I think we were pioneers. I remember putting a pair of headphones on, on my ears um, with a sweatband, I'm sorry to say, or gaffer tape. Hey. It had to be something <laughs> to hot. Because ho- ho- <laughs> I lost too much hair with a gaffer tape. Cause it, I yeah, I can imagine. But what we did was we put the, the we had two Ampeg SVTs lying like uh, wedges behind the drum riser. Right. So I could yeah. hear the bass and feel it, mm. and the, yeah. the, and the everything was hidden. We had no speakers on stage, right. and everything was on. Right. We built the stage up, mm. so it was like no. floor cans and monitors were underneath grills, and it's a great idea. It was real mess. It was like the stage was just full of sound. Oh wow! But it, it, visually, the idea was good. <laughs> So the first first uh, first time I had in ears mm. was actually on the reflections tour. At uh, you know, Robert called me up and he said, "You better get some in ears. So, uh, you know, yeah. Go out and get some." And so I got I got some, and I had the audiologist come to the house and you know oh, cast yeah. them in my ears and stuff. <coughs> Give me a hearing test and say you're a drummer, right? I went, "Yeah." <laughs> she said, "Yeah, you you lost a little bit at the top," and and then but the weirdest thing for me was like you know. The first shows we did were down in Sydney and we were walking on stage and, you know, you can't hear anything with them stuck in unless they're turned on, you know, so I'm like, oh shit, I can't hear anything, I can't, you know, I'm talking like to Simon and everybody, I can't hear anything, so you've got to have one out, you know, and then I got on stage and we're playing and at the end of the show I said, Simon, that's the first time I heard you completely, you know, in, <laughs> in like, like ever since we started, he, he went, oh, I'm sorry about that then, Law. You know, I said, no, I liked it. I liked hearing <laughs> you, you know. So we, sound, we sound pretty good, man. We sound pretty good. I say that was a revelation. Adds a whole new dimension to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You can also hear the audience. Yeah. You can yeah, you hear can, the audience before yeah, you, you go. You can dial, dial, yeah, just to get, you know, a bit more nervous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I like that. As you, yeah, right. As you're walking up, as you're walking up. But, you know, we always had, like, something before the show. You know, we'd always sort of sit around just waiting in the wings you know like oh, vibing everything up ready, ready to go on but we all have to pull out the inner robert doesn't wear in ears you know he just sits no. there and has it blasting at him but are you, so, are you in ears is the band on in ears um, i in ears now yeah for the first couple of years we weren't um and uh, we were with but barry barry cadogan's in the band then and he was right on my left and my he plays ear splittingly loud which is brilliant but i uh, it was like these were the the first time I'd played really proper big gigs, you know. Yeah. And um, my my right my left ear kind of got it, so I, I did sort of get. I it's mean, protection. we just played loud. Yeah. yeah, we just played loud, and then I think people were realizing, you know, one one after the other, like we probably need to do. You know, everyone was getting tinnitus, and and then I I did have tinnitus. Actually, my tinnitus kind of rolled back a bit because I was at a point where even doing the hair dryer would set it off. Wow. You know, for, or being tired, alcohol, stress, another noise like would just say. Oh, so I don't have any of those things now. Lies. 
Large no stress. stress, you lucky no bastard. <laughs> yeah. You do seem quite zen, though. You do seem to sort of like be very it's, happy and zen. It's a, it's a daily thing. It's lovely. <laughs> it comes and it's goes. It's a joy, yes. Um, but, you know, here's the, re- here's the real um, test about the whole thing about hearing is, is like, yeah. hey? I, he- I, heard this from <laughs> I heard this from Gary Newman, right? Gary Newman, like watching, watching films, right? Watching movies, put the subtitles on, right? As soon as you start oh. that, you know that, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's going, you know. Or just going. if you're in like real Glasgow territory, sometimes you also need subtitles because the accent is so, so broad. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but I do, I, I do miss the feel of the drum coming up in my face, you know, like the, yeah. the, 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 because yeah. you, you, you attenuate yourself because you know when you're going to make the, the noise. Yeah. So you, you kind of close. There's nothing like it, is it really? Like just the, the sound in the air. Right. Don't don't you remember, Budge, when we were at uh, we were at Mister Lee's house, Aye. and you were playing his his kit with that that huge you know, Bruce Lee. No, 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 uh, Tommy Christ- Lee. Christopher Tommy Lee. Lee. Christopher yeah. Lee. He's like Bruce Lee and Christopher Lee all rolled into one. He's Tom- <laughs> Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. I couldn't believe it. Cool. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Extrapolation. Yeah, a nice good extrapolation. <laughs> we're extrapolated a bit because years ago um, we did the same circuit one summer as Madonna and Motley Crue. So we we'd end up, like, they'd play in the night before or the night after. So I'd always walk in the bar, and there was Tommy in the bar. So, you know, we became pals, and all drummers are friends, right? So uh, we sat and we were talking, and uh, uh, a couple of years ago, was it now? Yeah. yeah. Me and Bunch started to do some stuff together, and uh, so I called up Tommy because I said, you know, Hey, you've got a great studio, haven't you, Tommy? Can I come and use it? And he's like, I "Yeah, that. I'll give you, I'll give you the bro rate, and don't bring any drums because I got a shitload of drums." You know, and mm. we went round there, and he was right. He had a shitload of drums. He had more drums and <laughs> more drums than you see in Guitar Center. I mean, you know, just like and a huge place. motorcycle and a couple of huge yeah. cars. Yeah. Yes. And the, big, yeah. the biggest Naturally. gong, the biggest gong I've ever seen in my life. It was bigger than Arthur. We're going to say something else then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently he has that as well, but we we don't know. We didn't we didn't stay long enough apparently. We could have if we just no. stuck around for the for I'm the sure. evening session. Yeah. Some extra 20 minutes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So he's got he's got the biggest gong, has he? Biggest birdie, you're terrible, budgie. Sorry, I called you birdie. I called you birdie. I meant budgie. I like birdie. Birdie. It's a, it's, it's my favourite film. It's got a stick. Well, budgie stuck a while, didn't it? It took a long time to get rid of it, though. <laughs> it served me well, but from now on, it's birdie. Who called you birdie, Simone? Monsieur le birdie. Gone, Lowell. Tommy, Tommy and his gong. Yeah, Tommy's gong, and and then he had got this great, this great kit. And, Ju- um, Jupiter Six. Uh, the kit had Earth like kit. that thing. Yeah, that's a kit. And it had this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can't hear very well. You know what I mean? We're not even drunk. No, oh, no, we don't. We no. just don't need it these days. No, we don't. No, no, no. no. We're full of the joys and the. Uh... We haven't finished the gong story. No, Lol, sorry, we keep talking. Yeah. We haven't finished this gong. Is it a gong situation? So we got a huge gong. Yeah. outside his studio. Was it? Yeah, and um... oh, outside. Yeah, is he rolling it? Is yeah, he puffing out for the other end. <laughs> is it a long tubular gong? <laughs> a tubular, <laughs> a tubular gong. Wasn't that Mike Oldfield? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tubular gong. This is our band. Why are you laughing? Yeah. At? We're called yeah. tubular gong. 
Juve Legon. Um, um, uh, yeah. Um, where are we going? Not to the record label with that. I can, I can see this is this is descending into <laughs> to the job centre. Yeah, the punchline better to be good. That's all I can say. Oh man! Yeah, this, this is the showstopper. This one, like, go on, love. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger. His gong is bigger than his bass drum. I tell you that. Yeah. And his bass drum is humongous. Yes. And that's not even the one that goes upside down. Oh, that no. one. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time I put my back out playing drums was at Tommy Lee's kit. It took about a minute to get from the left to the right. Yeah, it was <laughs> the longest drum fill I'd ever done. You know, dubba, 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 dubba. Yeah. Tommy Lee is the one who does the kind of three hundred and sixty thing. Who does that? Where they um, they literally go three hundred and sixty degrees and yeah. then back again. They're still drumming. It's uh, Neil Pert Rush. Neil Pert was like that. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think it was him. And then there's another guy who also did like that. This got too many drums. Oh yeah. God! Yeah. I mean, ha- I mean, what is that about? I don't know. I've had a lot of drums in my, in my day. I've had a lot of drums, you know, and I, I, there was well, they were always piling up on the left or the right, and I realised it was time to like let go of the of crossing the arms business, you know, just put the drums where they were comfortable, yeah. Rather than this, you know. So, what are your setups? Like now, like each of you, because I would imagine you've gone through the whole trajectory of like going, trying everything. Yeah, I like, I like, the, I like the way Bill Bruford, you know, the guy who played with King Crimson and Yes, he was the yeah. original drummer with us. Okay. Bands. And it, he went for a totally symmetrical kit. So it went from the yeah. snare drum was between right. the middle, and then it went yeah. two toms out front, and then it went the same left or right. Mm. And it sounded like really you know, like really thought through and quite mathematical. And he, and mm. he said, no, it was just because I, could, I, I knew that wherever I threw my hands, I'd hit something. <laughs> That's a fair, fair enough, man. That, That's what I thought. That, yeah, no, it's good. Answer me this then. So I haven't seen a picture of that. Did he have two two kick drums? Did he have two bass drums? No, he wouldn't go that. No, I wasn't going that. No, nah, so, nah. so where the did hi-hat, he... The hi-hat, the hi-hat was off right and left. But if, it, but if his snare's in the middle... How do you use his kick drum? wasn't in the middle. Well, it was just like sitting with a snare drum between your legs, isn't it? In it. Like, in it, bruv. You know what I mean? In it, in it. <laughs> in it. I, don't, I haven't said in it in it for ages. In it was really in fashion for a while. Uh, it, now. It's like, yeah. it, feels like... it, it still is with me and Budgie because we're, we're expats, you know. I like the way it was talking. You talk plural, in it. I always love that. Into it. Into it. Aye, into it. I love that. Aye, it's great. <laughs> should we go through? Where should we go from? We go from, go from Lancashire, Lancashire, like that. You know, <laughs> you have all of the accents, buddy. Well, I think you should start doing voiceovers and like cartoon and like get a yeah. job at Disney, Disney, all those characters. If you ever make like a cartoon, cartoon based in Lancashire. I know yeah. that's why we're doing this. We're doing this so oh. eventually somebody might discover us, yeah. <laughs> and we could we could have a whole new career doing voiceovers. <laughs> well, Paro- parochial English accents. Well, but you have to ask you what 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 what's next? Where are you going next? What's happening? 
Um, DJ? I, um, I'm doing lots of DJ and I'm going to Mexico, Mexico in December, hopefully. Mexico yeah, City? Uh, so, uh, Cancun and Mexico and two other places. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so doing that and, and just DJing up and down the country. And then we've got some more gigs lined up for next year. They're coming in now which is right. quite good to know there's some stuff that coming up happening next year. So all music, I'm getting into doing some more remixing and doing my own uh, music, which is going to have a bit more of an electronic slant to it. Yeah. Um, doing some vocal, uh, doing some recording with uh, Leela Moss, um, doing a little bit of her and uh, what else, what else, what else? Um, just, just keeping it all about music, really music and traveling yeah. and, I carry on um, with a bit of artwork. I started a sort of line of artwork in lockdown. Oh, what well, kind of got into that and acrylic pouring and cool stuff. Mm. So I'd like to get to carry on with that. Was yeah. that something you you had before music, or is it something that's come along since? Oh, I do, I've always done a bit of art. I did art A level and, and did really well at it and loved it. And I think if I hadn't done music, I would have gone to art school. Yeah, I was well to, be, among yeah. other things, but yeah, yeah. Do you? I mean, are you. I think loads of musicians are into art or do art it, on site. They think like the, the the bands we loved all came from art schools. Yeah, yeah. quite quite a lot anyway. You know, so yeah. we felt like we were just untrained novices and thought we can do that. <laughs> we can uh, do that. No, Budgie is a very good artist. He 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 would. I'm not. I don't. So. I don't do it. You know. I every if if I did, I I I would have to do it. That was always the thing. Whatever I do, I've got to do it. Everything's got to be that. So, uh, well, I've yeah. seen some. Of you, I've seen your stuff. It's great. I had to do a couple. Thank you, Lol. That's very. I very want to kind. see it. Send me some stuff, buddy. Oh. I want to see. Go on. Don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make some plans. That's what we need to do. Uh, yeah, we need each other's yeah. schedule. Are you going to any plans to buy yes. a gong? By the way, you're going to. Uh, well, I bloody have now, haven't I? You're going to yeah. have to. We get you one with a discount because Tommy, 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 Tommy will give you his one. I'm sure. Uh, well, hey, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. sorry. I um, sorry. Yeah. I know where Tommy's one's been. So I, yeah. But um, hang on, let me think straight. Yes, gong. Uh, I am obsessed with um, gong baths and sound healing. Oh, okay. and and med- yes. like meditation. And I actually want to learn how to do the gong. There's a few things I want to learn. Like one of them is sign language. Yeah, uh, I want to learn sign language. I think that's yeah. like a great thing. And then right. um, I, I, I want to learn how to do some of the like gong things i think it's really therapeutic yeah. really amazing kind of a, a type of therapeutic thing i have a place for you to go here in california for that there's a place out in the desert called uh, <gasps> the, the integratron oh right? yes in joshua tree yes and this, i, I want to go there oh my god i've been there twice this year it's mm. it's the most amazing thing you'll ever go to in fact and it's the best it's the best I've ever been to. It's my like best soundbar oh. thing ever, ever. And they're completely insane there, but it's great. It's really, it's worth going. I really want to go there and do that. That's a, yeah. That was a that was a good plug. That was a good plug, okay. lol. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, they're, they're, they're going to give me some freebies for that. I want I, a no, discount now. If you make it to LA, we'll go out there and do it. You know, we'll do it, go to the Integratron. Definitely. Yeah. My plug this evening would be for the Las Vegas Neon Museum. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. It's, called, it's called the Neon Graveyard. If you're in Vegas, right. check it out. Okay. Wow. Is that there like permanently? Yes. It's all the old signs that they would go, throw away otherwise, and they're all sitting around. Oh, 
Oh, you mean like the proper old school neon mm. signs? Like, yep. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, the light, the light bulb things from the old casinos. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, and then, that's yeah. really trippy and psychedelic. That stuff. <laughs> what? So why is that funny? <laughs> they ain't got that. They haven't got that in Newcastle, have they? No. <laughs> oh, they no. oh, but they have got that. They've got that bridge that goes from Gateshead over to Newcastle. 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 They got that. Yeah, they got that. Newcastle. They got that curvy bridge. Why I? <laughs> it's the Millennium, the Millennium Arc, or something like that. It's got a fancy name. It's got it's a couple quite, of light bulbs. It, it, it yeah. has. It's got like a blue kind of arc that goes across the mm. tyne and all the fog on it. Lovely. The fog on the tyne is all, is all mine. Can we sing Lindisfarne now? You, you can. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> Do you sing? Sitting in no, sitting in a sleazy snack bar, sucking sickly sausage rolls. Oh my yeah. god! Slipping down slowly, slipping down sideways. Think I'll go and sign on the dole. Mm. There you go. <laughs> I want this album. <laughs> back in vocals. A bit back in vocals. I did. I sang my well sung. Did a vocal thing at my friend's gig last night. They're called White Hills. They're a brilliant duo from, they do like psychedelic heavy rock. Whoa. And I recorded a track with them. I recorded a track with them a couple of years ago and we, they were playing that. So I went down and ah. did some of that. Very nerve wracking. Very, very nerve wracking. been lovely to have have you on the the podcast so that's for sure it's, thank you for having me love you both You've had a lovely time thank you very much thank you simone and uh lol could you turn the recording off now so we can talk about tommy lee's other gong <laughs> Curious Creatures is created and presented by Lol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer, Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer, Dan Didier. Executive producer, Mark Cates. Associate producer, Sophie Wilde. Digital marketing, Margie Taylor. Art and logo design, Justin Thomas Kay. Music production, Jackknife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com And you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter at Cure Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram or at doubleelvis on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2022.